Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Guy King said that most souls are not brought to Christ by a rope, but by a chain, not by one person, but by many people working together. I think, in fact, that is all of our stories, uh, that though God may have used one prominent person in your life, if you think about it, your life has been touched by so many people. Uh, let's let Timothy testify. Timothy, tell us about your experience. Oh, let me tell you about my grandmother. Let me tell you about my mother. Let me tell you about the Apostle Paul. Let me tell you about other disciples that traveled with us. You see, all of us, all of us uh, have been influenced by many people. Now choose carefully who you allow to influence you. And then as God gives you influence, use that to further the work of God in this world. Look, be content to be a link. Rejoice if you get to be the last link. And pray that you're not the missing link. Uh, remember that you might be the first link. Let God use you in developing a Timothy. Now, we've talked about a couple principles already. If you're going to develop somebody and bring them along, if you're going to reproduce another true follower of the Lord and someone who can minister to others, first of all, you have to identify that person. And uh, start right where you are and look for heart, most of all. Look for a true disciple. Then you not only have to identify them, you have to be willing to influence them. That's more than talk. Uh, Timothy traveled with Paul, ate his meals with Paul, lived with Paul, spent time with Paul, watched Paul in a variety of circumstances, uh, learned and gleaned so much from the private life and the personal time. I can tell you, for me, someone asked me recently who some of my spiritual fathers were, and I told them two or three names. But for me, those people are not people I just listened to. They're people that I lived with, people that I served with people that I was close enough to to truly be influenced by. The old adage of more is caught than is taught is very true. And so Paul's life message was, was put into Timothy, uh, was ingrained into him just by being with him. And so influence is such, a, such an important thing. You cannot overstate the importance of influence. And then, let's add to that today. If you're going to develop Timothy, not only do you have to identify him and influence him, then you have to be willing to instruct him. It does take instruction somewhere. You've got to be willing to open your mouth and tell him the truth. And sometimes, tell the hard things, the difficult things that nobody else wants to address. Now let's pick up in verse number 3 again. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. Remember, his father was a Greek, his mother was a Jew. So he had never been circumcised. Now, wait a minute, we have a, we have a problem. Because in the previous chapter, we had this big discussion about uh, do these Gentile believers need to be circumcised? And the answer was no. Everybody remember that? No, that's not necessary. So let's not make that an issue. And yet, in the very next chapter, Paul takes this young man, Timothy, and says... I know that you have not 
followed this, this rite of circumcision, and I want to encourage you to do that. It's obvious to me he instructed him about something here because Timothy is a grown man by this time. He's a young man, uh, but he's a grown man. And to, to go through this at this point in his life was a, was a big deal, was quite a sacrifice. What was this all about? Well, may I tell you why Paul thought it important? Because he was trying to remove any roadblock to the advancement of the gospel to any group of people. In other words, this was not necessary for Timothy's salvation. This was not necessary for Timothy uh, to be a good Christian. This was not necessary for Timothy even to be a preacher. This was necessary so that Timothy could preach to any group of people and his life be viewed above reproach. His testimony be such that it would not be a hindrance or a distraction to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this is so important. Do you know what Paul was actually doing here? He was instructing him in the word of God. Uh, it's not, not just making a decision. It's developing a disciple. It's not just getting a, a person to say, yes, I'll, I'll commit to something. No, it's bringing them along in the truth, bringing them along in the faith. He was instructing him in God's word, and he was instructing him in God's way. In other words, he was teaching him what was going to be best for this missionary endeavor. Paul knew where they were going. Paul knew who they were going to speak to. Paul knew what questions were going to be asked. And Paul was trying to remove uh, any question mark uh, to the great exclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, my pastor used to always say uh, that the high road is not choosing between the good and the bad. It's choosing between the good and the best and always choosing the best. I really believe Paul was instructing Timothy in choosing God's best, uh, what would make him most effective in the work of the ministry. Now, I'm going to just tell you, that takes time. And uh, I would even argue that it took perhaps some measure of proving uh, for Timothy to trust Paul's instruction in this. Uh, the writer of Proverbs says, My son, give me thine heart. You can't demand somebody's heart until... They view you as a spiritual father, and you can honestly say, my son, you have their heart and they have yours, and both of you have a heart for what God wants. And so if you're going to develop Timothy, you have to identify him, you have to influence him, you have to instruct him, and then this is so important, you have to involve him. You see, this is just the beginning of what God does in Timothy's life. Now listen to verse number three, and I'm going to read verse four uh, immediately following. Him would Paul have to go forth with him, and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. Do you see a shift in the wording here? Now it's not Paul. Now it's not Timothy. Now it is they. Together, they're laboring together, working together, praying together, serving together, to get the gospel out, to strengthen churches, and to accomplish God's mission. Do you know what happens here? It's very subtle, but it's important. Paul does not simply identify this young man and spend time with him influencing him and take the time to instruct him in what he ought to do. Paul now involves him. Paul brings him along and allows him to become not a spectator, but a participant. Look, friends, at some point, Every believer has to get off the bench and get in the game. 
Spectator Christianity will never turn this world upside down for Jesus Christ. God is not looking for people to simply sit in a church pew and watch people on a platform perform. God is looking for true Timothys, sincere servants, who will say, I want to attach myself to other mature believers. I want to learn all I can. I want to become everything God saved me to become. And then I want to find my place and do my part. I want to serve God. So let me give a word to Paul and a word to Timothy today as we close. First of all, to Paul, don't give up on your Timothy. He doesn't have a perfect situation. She doesn't have a perfect circumstance. But God's working in them, and God's using you, and God's going to work through their life in a powerful way. Just keep investing. It's an eternal investment, and God will honor your faithfulness. And then to every Timothy, I would say this. Be humble enough and teachable enough. Stay open enough to let others pour into your life. Don't think you have all the answers. Uh, Right now, you're still discovering what some of the questions are. But be willing to follow God's word and follow God's people who have proven their faithful service to Jesus Christ. And let's just see what God could accomplish through another link in the chain and another Timothy. Let's develop some Timothys and watch God use them in a mighty way. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey. But we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.